Welcome to Tales in the East End, episode 94, and it's me, Gary P, and of course the prof, Carl Riley, is still here. Hello everybody. He hasn't left. So, we, uh, we're we still sponsored by Camille Toy, takeaway in uh, Tala Village, absolutely gorgeous. Tales from the East End, meal deal, 10 euro, drink and a main, check it out, go for the Choo Chee Curry prof, this time, I need a glass of milk with that one. Mm. Yeah, it's a banger, it's, uh, it's extremely hot. Um... Yeah, so we've got a packed show for you this week. We'll review the Dirty Game and preview Friday's Dublin Derby. There's Winston, the members' corner with the Doyles brothers and young Reg, uh, Leighton and Glenn, and a double dose of questions from the East End with Greg Bulger and Danny Carr. And Dean Dillon takes on the scorer of Belters, Aaron McAniff. So we are absolutely jam-packed this week, prof. Hang on a sec. Winston, members' corner and two quizzes. And two quizzes, yeah. Spoiled coming up to the no, Derby. No, no. That, that's too much content. Spoiled. I have to cut out some of that, I think. And hopefully we can top it off with a win in Daily Mount, Prof. So, um, we're taking next week off for the mid-season break, so we, we thought we'd pack this one. Yeah, we're off to Dubai, aren't we? Yeah. Us and Dave Carpenter. More like Gory. <laughs> so, so uh, last week's show was actually only 47 minutes. We flew through it, didn't we? That was our shortest show since a 42-minute one nearly two years ago. Oh, remember our debut? 30 minutes, 30 long minutes, 30 very long, slow minutes. It was actually 15 minutes and 15 minutes of Ronan Finn. <laughs> Welcome to Tales from the East End. This is a fans podcast for the fans. <laughs> for the fans. We dropped that, didn't we? Um, yeah, so uh, you can now find us on another podcast app, Acast. So we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, as everyone knows, which I think isn't referred to as iTunes anymore. I think it's Apple Podcasts so okay. uh, I think that's the case anyway so check that out and rate, review subscribe East, at Eastan Pod is our Twitter uh, Tales from Eastan is our IG we're going to talk a little bit about that in a while and you can find us on pretty much any Android app Overcast Player FM Podcast Attic Podcast Republic Podcast Player TuneIn Stitcher Acast Stitcher works for iPhones as well, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah the Acast one that's one knows where you have to manually add yourself so someone had asked me about that and if there's any other other apps that you use to listen to podcasts and we're not on get in touch with us and we'll try and add it we'll do our absolute best as um, possibly could be on Spotify in the coming weeks and months 
but we do have our Spotify playlist as well, which we've been asked about as well, all our songs that we think of and come up with that we put on the start and the end of shows. So if you want to listen to those, just check us out on Tales of the East End and our playlist on Spotify. Yeah, it's been fully updated now. Uh, some of them weren't actually on there, so I had to kind of go for an alternative. Some absolute crackers on that, though. Yeah. There really is, isn't there? It's been so long since since we added uh, the Mac and If song wasn't even on it. <laughs> that was it was pointed out to me. Um, the opening lyric last week, I liked. Uh, was talking about being on your bar stool. <laughs> thought, thought that was fitting. Brilliant. Some fans who wouldn't be familiar with Tommy Cannon probably wondering why we closed with a Christmas show. But if you are familiar with him, you know exactly why. And I bet you didn't know Barbara Streisand was on there, Gar. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand is on air. Spotify playlist gear. A classic, prof. A classic. <laughs> a Johnny Blue classic. Um, yeah, so check that out. Some some cracking tunes on it. And our 100th episode will take place in early August. And we have big plans for it. And we're going to spring this one on you, prof, because I put something on Instagram last night asking people for suggestions. And uh, just, just trying to get a feel for what we really want for the upcoming 100 show. So we'll start off with... Jeez, we had a good few prop. Hold on, I'm gonna have to see them all first. So, uh, some suggestions for our 100 show. Uh, we had Luke Gallagher. He said Twiggy, which uh, I replied, "We're blue in the fucking face, trying to get the guy on." We've tried a few times. So, anyone has any contacts or a little word on Twiggy, tell them that we'd love to have him in. Um, a live show in the 1899 was another suggestion by Luke Gallagher, prof. Which uh, it could be a goer. I mean, we wouldn't mind doing it if if they'd have us. Uh, someone Benjani Digital our, uh, Digital designer He said Put together your All time Shamrock Rovers 11 Which is what We've been we've been planning On that haven't we Yeah that's something We might do this season Actually We were going to do Pre and post 80s Wasn't it Because yeah. we'd have to Split it wouldn't we It'd be, it'd be too tough otherwise. I was thinking maybe One a week We would do Like we start a goalkeeper And then the following week Do the right back And we'd have like Contenders And people would Send in contenders And then we'd choose one sort Yeah of thing. yeah And do clo- close favourites yeah. And stuff like that yeah, yeah I like the idea of that uh, live stream versus Rovers home at the Ultra Stand. I, I didn't fancy that at all. I mean, I don't I don't know what way we could do with that. Like with live shows during the game, oh, we, we kind of want to watch the game. So That'd be a bit crazy. Yeah, uh, top ten moments, which I'd, I'd be a fan of. Um, that yeah, came in yeah, from like Adam Kelly, and there'd be plenty of candidates. We've got Ando's story with the Lensinger Cup, James McLean passing out. Uh, we've a couple of fantastic. That's just live show moments. The story of the two Gary Shaws. Yeah. One of my personal favourites. <laughs> uh, so the top 10 moments. Uh, B. Flynn said Session, which just goes without saying, really. Um, Fiendstagram wants a reel of Prof's top 100 stats. I told him you're overworked already. But yeah. uh, that's... I think I'm after laying an egg there. I think that seeds are, 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 are been planted now. Remember the last time you asked me for a favourite stat? And then I tried to come up with a top five, and then I couldn't narrow it down even to 25. <laughs> yes, and there I, you go. And I just gave up. Top 50 stats, maybe. Yeah. Uh, El Nilo wants us to talk about youth hostling with Chris Eubank. Um, just going to move on swiftly there. Uh, Tommy Cahill wants uh, us to get Bradley on, the only coach we've had through the time that we've been a podcast. I can't see that happening. But I, I don't think I'd want to have him on at the at this stage of the season. Ideally, he'll come on one day after he wins a trophy exactly. and leaves the club. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think I'd want him on mid-season. We'd course him. Um, a reel of 
a, a, a reel of where you categorise the list of hatred from 1 to 100 uh, we'd probably need a couple of hours but uh, we'd have to actually I think we'd struggle to get the list of hatred out there so uh, live audience in Johnny Blues bring back favourite guests and uh, have a session I think someone's been reading their notes so what else we have we have Kieran from Dublin said you have to get the Lord and Saviour Gary Twig on uh, David Kiernan suggested a mystery Tifty bus tour as there is now away games which definitely could be a runner someone suggested flares I said I only wear tight jeans uh, four in a row special which we pretty much covered in separate shows with Mick Bourne and Pat Bourne we've, we've done Milltown quite a few yeah. times yeah. Um, where our fan base has gone down the last 10 years or so and then come back up which uh, I don't think it's a strange one um, have a bogey live audience John Delaney was a suggestion get Louis Kilcoyne on um, it's funny someone suggested John Delaney <laughs> imagine the listens the listens that go through the roof no it's, you, you'll understand why I find that funny <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> when that happens uh, do a live podcast uh, best fan moments Stephen Grant was suggested talk about your Dublin Derby experiences and a more suggestion for a live show so thanks everyone who, who got in touch with us some great ideas um, Dublin Derby best Dublin Derby off top of your head prof favourite Dublin Derby experiences I think we should be positive leading into this one the 4-0 was a great one yeah that's that's under the radar isn't it no one really talks about that beating them in their mm. own backyard 4-0 and then big riot kicking off in the just stands. watching Gavin's Brennan Gavin Brennan's shot just fire into the top Couldn't corner believe it we're 4-0 and then Gary D swinging battens as me, at yeah. me just for celebrating the yeah, goal just for the crack shooting standing, fish in a barrel wasn't it standing still uh, what else was there I think the train at home just after Juve Twiggy getting booked for celebrating over celebrating um, there's been so many good ones and I think it's it's been far too long we really really need to get the finger out and beat these um, so that was our Instagram poll and we're going to move on so well we do have some bad news unfortunately the stand oh, that Johnny Blue built I know that we've used for these live audience shows unfortunately it's been compromised Gary but here's the thing and it had to be destroyed he rustled one of them up in the space of a week or so mm-hmm. last time so don't don't underestimate mm-hmm. Johnny Blue and his uh, his willingness to to DIY you might build a new one for us. Yeah, I who, think so. Who was it that had that bar stool or stand for the Champions League final? Was that Diabo? Yeah, did did you see what the yeah. actual setup that they had? Yeah. It was like uh when we played Tottenham and we put the goal <laughs> behind the, the goal, we put the stand behind the goals. And uh, I think young Connor thought he was there, he wasn't impressed by No, all these, he wasn't. Uh, he was uh he was being quite vocal in his hatred for bar stoolers. Yeah. I like Gareth Brennan's post that that night like, he was like it was the one time the missus encouraged him to hit the town <laughs> and watch the football and he actually didn't want to go out yeah because of all the Egypt round I'll have a quiet one in with you tonight love yeah get the brownie points for that one so yeah more news in our 100th episode as the as it approaches Gar but I uh, believe we're nearly on 100 episodes it's mad isn't it seriously I still remember sitting there Johnny Blues was behind us us playing poker and talking shy about Rovers goes come on we do a podcast mum mum <laughs> it took three months for you to actually convince me, I think. But uh, we may have a new listener, Gar. Oh. Because I ran into Joey O'Brien at Rosedown and he just goes, Who's on Tales from the East End this week, Prof? No way. And he said he listened to part two of the Tata Stadium saga and he said it was very good. No way. Joey? Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be like the cool thing now because Joey's like the cool kid in the camp. And 
we'll get him like a t-shirt as well and all the other players would be like hey what's that t-shirt be like ask oh, Tesla East Dan and then they'd be all listening ah see that I like ah, it man that like meme it, man. know that meme where he goes pointing at his head Lady Murphy that's me <laughs> um, yeah so our 100th episode big big plans ahead and uh, definitely check out our part two Joey's favourite of our Tala Stadium saga especially if you haven't read it's broken a thousand listens only three of the shows this year have done that part one uh, Robbie Gaffney and Noel Sinnott and Stephen Royce and uh, Joey is nearly there now any day so um, yeah, we're, we're going to be tooting our, our own horn here a bit more than usual but uh, if you like the show and for some reason you haven't sat down for those three hours definitely recommend it because you won't regret it I'd call it uh, you could say it's a documentary style hmm. it's something different from, from the norm and um, like Robert Goggins wrote a fantastic write up yeah, about brilliant. it in the programme and he basically said he would never normally listen to it any podcast for that length of time and he said he planned to listen to in installments and then he said he sat down for the three hours and he couldn't put the headphones down and flew by but realistically right if you listen to those two back to back there's a lot of material there you could make a Netflix style documentary out of it yeah similar to maybe Sunland Till I Die if if you had the right resources you really could because at the end there's a happy end the guy gets the girl, do you know what I mean? We we get to the stadium, it's it's all good. I'm working on a little project myself. It's not it's it's just it's involving a photo collection of the whole thirteen years. So uh we've a quote from Albert White, he he actually made DVDs of it, of that whole saga, like the high court and everything. No way. And I no saw way. him put up him and Deccan Swanton put up photographs of us leaving the court, you know, last man standing. Yeah, it was a great one. I think it's, I think so, Steve Seary with his Roma hat. Yeah. So if anyone else's photographs, either post them to the, the link of the show or email us, tales from the east and gmail.com so I can finish off my little project. Yeah, so prof projects. So um yeah, so we had a couple of a bit more praise now. Uh, Eric O jeez. Oh, I should <laughs> I'm not even I'm just gonna Eric. Right, Eric, uh, lads, absolutely quality episode. Really enjoyed it. With Jer Coppinger saying the best episode yet brought back many memories for me. Great stuff. With Gav Doyle, this is a genuinely brilliant insight into rowers from 2004 onwards and then with albert white saying finally got around to listening to this and one of the best episodes yet as the years go on i hear more and more of what the 400 club and board put into the club and i develop more and more respect for what they did another thing i've learned down the years is that they is that it's easy to take things for granted now but without the effort and the considerable expertise of these lads and the many other mentioned in the show we wouldn't have rovers yeah here here yep james and dave two unsung heroes really that whole year it's fascinating wasn't it yeah um, Paul Dwyer what a show thanks for the part two lads have been eagerly waiting for it amazing profs opening had me audibly burst into laughter on my work commute during the week <laughs> and uh, if, if only I had I heard the, the uncut version <laughs> yeah, that was something else I genuinely hadn't turned on that keyboard in years and there was a nasty buzzing sound out of it two parts of the adapter were being held together by tape. And it just wouldn't turn on. The Casio Blues. classic. Ew. I just started squeezing it randomly, and then just came on. A couple of volts for your for your yeah. troubles. Um, yeah. So the the old school Casio. Jesus, remember that when we were teenagers, uh, holding up a microphone to a, praying nobody came in the door because the noise. And then every so often in the recording, you'd hear your Casio. <laughs> so just leave it in. Um, yeah, so onto the football. We drew two all at home to Derry on Saturday with Brandon Kavanagh coming in for Dylan Watts. And a strange one for me, I thought. He played... Where did, where did, where did he play? 
He, was he in the middle? He was central. He was, he was central, but I just he didn't do anything for me. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But we have Carl who wrote the editorial for this week's issue of Hoop Scene. So, Prof, fantastic read. Loved it. Thank you. Although I may have jinxed us saying that we have to be confident these games this month because of our defence and how many clean sheets we keep. That's just the truth, though. It's the truth. And, yeah. I mean, we'll move on to the football soon, but... um. Yeah, so great stuff by the prof. Get your uh, your back copy of that if you can and, and check out the editorial. Uh, Hoops legend Jerry Mackey was celebrating his 86th birthday with us and one of Code's cults in the 50s, so a big happy birthday to Jerry Mackey. And uh, the Rovers under 12s had their trophy parade from their victory in France. So big shout out to the boys. Two trophies, actually. They won their own cup final as well. Mm. So we have... Uh, I've, I've plucked Fats... Key fighty for our Tifties five side team. So more news on that soon. On our Tifties five side, we're looking at mid August, hopefully. <coughs> but uh, there's potential for him to be poached. Noli O'Brien has his eyes on him for the for the coaches team. Berkey and Gavin Mizuno were both there. Saw them in the tunnel afterwards. So good to see our old our yeah. old friends back. I love to see Berkey back in the hoops. So yeah, once again we had some fantastic work done by the junior hoops. Um, family fun day and. The kids' activities and just everything that they do for the club. I mean, it's it's a fantastic thing. It really is. And uh, if if anybody has any qualms or reservations to bring their kids to games, you shouldn't have. You should bring them down and get down to junior hoops because they do fantastic work. And the, it's something that they'll, forever, they'll remember forever growing up and following Rovers. And let's say and they're sitting there having a drink when they're 30 or whatever, they'll be like, oh, do you remember the junior hoops? It's going to be one of those things that these guys remember forever. And, uh, we interview fans our age or even 10 years older than us and they mention things like like this too don't they like they mention like we mentioned someone who went in the in the 60s they'd be talking about what sweets they had yeah. at Milltown or the 90s they'd be talking about what sweets they had at the RDS yeah or something bottles like. of cadet yeah. and stuff that's a great show people are yeah. going to be saying oh, I was in the junior hoops yeah. with that leading tick Bill Gleason. so <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that is fair play to the lads, and um, we're going to start with uh, two things recorded before the Derry game, and that's uh, Winston, one of our good pals, and a quiz, Greg versus Danny, and uh, Winston's not alone this week, Prof, he has a companion. Hey, we're back with Winston. Uh, it's nearly kick-off here for the Derry game in Tata. And uh, are you going to stick with the West Stand or are you going to give the South Stand another chance? Because, I mean, we all had a great time. Remember when McAniff scored that cheeky Penenka penalty to start the year? Listen, I've already given you my reasons why I don't like the new stand, right? But, but here's another one, OK? You, you, you can't hear your man on, on, on the PA from over there, right? What, what's, he, what's he saying? Who knows? Nobody knows, right? Now, although... Now that I think about it, right, it might be better that you can't hear him, you know, because I was just listening to him there a minute ago when he read out all that racism is bad stuff and all that crack, and he says, soccer. Soccer. It's called association football. And it's the only diet you need. Right, uh, it's balls and Denny Mount next week, so I'm sure what everyone wants to know is, did you get a ticket? Well, come here to me, just about, right? And and, and, and all the, all the club tried to, 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 they, they, they did their best not to give me one, right? An eight euro handling fee. I mean, what, what, what are they handling? It's not like precious enriched potassium. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's just a ticket. Jesus, handling charge me, granny. 
listen, why wasn't all this sorted out weeks ago? I'm blue in the face saying it. I keep saying it to you. I've got the club office on the blower and I told him to start selling these tickets right after the last derby, but nobody would do it. And Bowser are selling Rovers tickets now on their, on their webpage. How, how, how come? They, they're doing the job for us. So you're going to Damien with a few people, are you? Who are they? Oh, well, I've got my son is with me. and He's a massive, massive Rovers fan. Uh, he, he's gone. He's outside the stadium earlier on, kicking the inflatables and getting all sorts of stuff painted on his face. Great, great time, great time. Uh, I'll be there with my wife, Mona. Uh, she's she's coming. Uh, Mona, uh, come here to me. Come here to me, Pep. Come over here and say hello to the... Uh, yes, love. To, yes, love. Don't be sure. Say hello to, to, to the prof. Prof? Hiya, prof. Jeez, that's a fabulous name, isn't it? That's great. How are you? Uh, good. How are you, Mona? Uh, are you looking forward to the game tonight and how much are you enjoying the season so far? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's just brilliant. I mean, we're scoring goals, we're not conceding goals, and I mean, Jack Byrne in the middle. I mean, but you know, this is it. No, wait a minute. Listen, Roy, are we all just going to forget the first three, those three defeats in four games? I knew it was a false position when we were, at, what was it, 19 points ahead or whatever it was. Dundalk have caught up now. We were only top because they weren't getting as many points as us. Do you see what I'm getting at? Now, that Bowes game, all right, the refereeing was Cat Malogian, right? Sweet Santa and Devine James Street. Nobody could argue with that. And it was, now, to be fair, it was a very valiant effort, and I've told you that. Down to nine men, a great effort, tremendous. But where was that effort when, when, when we went down to that Kip in Oriel Park? Dylan Watts and Dan Carr, they should have given their wages to, to, to charity that week. They were awful. Nonsense. We were up against it with injuries and suspensions that night, in fairness, but... Then the following game, we did beat Pats at home on the Monday. Yeah, no, to be fair, that was a good way to get over the, uh, the, the Brass Monkeys. Brando with the assist again. That's two assists. That's two. And then Brad, Bradley drops him in Sligo. You get dropped for doing well. So I wonder why we're so disjointed and discombobulated in the midfield out there. We don't know. It's like we swallowed a Viagra and a, and, a, and a diuretic. We don't have a coming or going. Listen, it was lousy losing to that shower, but in fairness, right? They were the best goals I've seen scored against us since Delbron. That's what we could make out from the streams anyway. You know, the, the stream was so bleeding dark. You know, you couldn't see it was a game of thrones, you couldn't see it. And there was a spider, God love her. Poor Mona there was 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 a wash with free. Where, where weren't you? I was like to my heart. I just didn't know what was happening. Oh stop. I was like, Winnie, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Come, come here. Don't don't be calling me Winnie me in public. Anyway, the, the three losses out of four at this stage, the wheels are coming off now. You know, confidence is eroding fast. Big test for Bradley. Did he pass it? I don't know. I don't know. You know, since, since we've beaten the, the three worst teams in the league, but let's wait and see if we can beat the, the three best teams in the league. But I know this much. We won't do without discipline. I keep saying it. We need discipline. You do. You keep saying it. And sure, look, we've three red cards and they were all against the Bows. Two of them were stupid by the ref. I mean, what's wrong with our discipline? Oh, come here, that, that, that's, not, that's not the point, right? Miraculously, we're, we're, we're near the top of the table, but only because it's a freak show of a league. It doesn't make any sense, this, this Premier Division. Bradley will be the luckiest manager in the history of football if he flukes this, 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 uh, this win, uh, this league title. I'm telling you now, he can't control that dressing room. There's, there's, there's too many big personalities down there. Well, I mean, if only you had the discipline to do the dishes last night like you were supposed to. Listen, we've talked about this, right? We, 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 we've, we've talked about this. 
But I mean, I work too. I work too. I have late nights as well. I'm not there to be your cook and your slave and everything else. This is, I'll tell you, that's, that's always the same. Just like Amara. Exactly like Amara. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Winston, you mentioned big personalities there. I presume you're talking about Jack Byrne. Uh, yeah. Well, Jack is going to Acker and Stanley, I was told. Acker and Stanley. Who were they? Do you remember that? Done deal, apparently. I know the chairman's barber. Lovely guy. I just wanted to sort the. I just wanted to sort out the compensation. But what, what, what we get? Does it depend on his age? Listen, my biggest fear would be that if we lost him on a Bosnian. Another one of them leaving is your man, Vojevicic. But nobody wants him. He's a spoofer. Spoofer. Bradley's recruitment, ladies and gentlemen, right there, in a body. I've heard that we have to pay his contract, which is, which is somewhere in the region of a million pounds. Not even euros, pounds. Can you believe that? Yogi is leaving, and it's costing us a million pounds. Uh, I highly doubt that's true. Uh, who do you want us to sign in the summer? Well, Mac- Macmillan is a done deal, I heard. True story. I live next door to this, his brother-in-law, Tony Spagoni. Lovely. He's a lovely fella, and he's a wizard of a mechanic. An absolute wizard of a mechanic. Everyone knows we need to strengthen this transfer window. If we're going to really challenge Dundalk, this is a huge month for this club. Huge. Absolutely massive. Look at the games coming up. They'll probably all sell out. Rovers fans have been missing for a season or two, starting to come back. Now, I know myself, right? This actually annoys me. I've said it to Winnie, haven't I, Winnie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It annoys me. Them coming in in the middle of the season. Come here. I'm following this club 40 years. 40 oh, years. Go with the 40 years. I'm sorry, I beg your pardon? Nothing, love, nothing, go on. What, 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 what do you mean, 40 years? That's true, I am following them 40 years. Okay, okay, yeah. 40 years. All right, well, we just have time to dip into the mailbag for a few questions that people sent in. First one, have you tried Camille Thai takeaway in Tala Village? Oh, yeah, well, that's your, this is your new thing, Prof, isn't it? Who are yourself out for the podcast? Uh, no, to be fair, it's decent enough, it's good value. But I will say this, the gluten-free options are a disgrace. They're the disgraceful, the lack of them. I think one of the options is a plate of sand. You know, that's it's ridiculous. And by the way, why is the podcast always like... It used to be 10 p.m. sharp. You could set your watch by it. Now it's either noon or 11 or what have you. Now, you know I'm not the most technical person. I'll admit that. I'm not the most technical person, right? But the young fella, I could get him to get it off that cloudland thing, right? The poor lad had to sit there and buy the laptop for two hours and wait for the podcast to go up because you didn't do it. I mean, he should have been in school. Is that why he missed school that day? He missed an exam. That, that, look, I had phone calls. That's attention those to detail. Te- again, those teachers again were ringing me. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, well, look, uh, I'm doing my best. There's lots to uh, prepare, edit and record, so I'm doing best in the circumstances. But next question. Football jerseys in the office. How do you feel about it? Oh, listen. Listen. We've had all these Liverpool shorts on last Monday, and I tell you, not one of them has ever been to Anfield. Not one. Well, I listened to your boy Curious interview a couple of months ago with the Liverpool fan. Now, we don't swing that way ourselves, right? But there's no hope for these people, in my opinion. Dermot Keeley has had it right. The morons. Uh, JMK in the forum asks, is Pat Fennan a midget or a dwarf? It's not very PC, is it? Well, he's not asking about computers, is he? Is he? He's not, is he? He, ju- he just wants to know about little people. Right, come here. Nutsy is about five foot four, yeah? So if he was still playing today, he'd smile enough to fit into Joey O'Brien's pocket. 12th man. Uh, another question. What will your epitaph say? Well, th- but the last time we were in there, my cholesterol was fine. And, and they, it hasn't proved slightly. 
and I was I was put on the old tablets for the old blood pressure. But, but other than that, I, I'd think it would be all right, wouldn't it? I think so. And I mean, we've had loads of those camel ties, and I mean, they're very healthy, loads. Yeah, they're very there healthy. you go. Well, now I was actually asking you was uh, what would it say on your tombstone? Oh, oh see, he's always with the fancy words, this fella. Trinity College educated and all that. Um, My brother went there. Oh, so don't I know every party, Jesus. I'll tell you what it would say. And here, you can you can you can put it down now. Board member term limits are a great idea. Okay. Uh, let's finish up so. Um, are you confident of a win tonight, Mona? Oh definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean we're scoring loads, we're not conceding, and I mean Jack Byrne in the middle. Sherlock. Listen, Derry are no great shakes. I did a bit of scouting for them when we, when they played Finn Harps in the League Cup on Monday, which Rover should have been playing had we not lost to some fourth division team in the fourth round. Do you remember that? Am I making that up? Am I the only one that remembers that? Am I going crazy here? But look, I'm not, I'm not looking for any thanks. I'm not looking for any thanks, right? I do it for the love of this club. Plus, I know Declan Devine very, very well. I won't sat behind him at the under-17s match between Hungary and the Icelandics. And he's a great bloke, terrific fella. So I know how he thinks, how he operates. He's a man after my own heart. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two, let me tell you. Well, I mean, this is it. We have to win this game going into the bows, don't we, love? Oh, look, look, come here. Sherlock. Listen. This is it. Sherlock. Come here. That's it. Listen, Joey to score again. I love Joey. Always oh, fantastic. So strong. Now, the, the odds of that happening again, if, 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 if you, you, you make a fortune if you back there. An absolute fortune. Well, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't, considering you spent the whole fucking day in the bookies no, today. No, no, hang on a second. I told you, I went in there for the pencil, you're, because you're somebody always. keeps moving the pencil you by the front in the hall. You never have pencils. How am I supposed to I take? bought a box of pencils last week. Right. I left no. them on the hall table. I told you to take them. I was looking like a, I was like a big blue-arse fly looking for a pencil. Listen, come here, somebody's going to sit in my seat. And you know I only like that seat when we come here. Where's he moving coming from? Well, I'm not finished yet. You come back. No, no, we have to go. We have to go. The game is kicking off. Oh, this is a bleeding joke. This is nonsense. Nonsense. So we're back at the Rose Zone for the last 16 of the questions from the East End. Alan Manis, Pico, uh, Ethan Boyle and Joey O'Brien have already taken their place in the quarters. And next up, it's Greg Bulger versus Danny Carr. The winner of this plays Ethan in the semis. And we'll explain the rules to you. It's uh, five points. The first one to five wins, right? So you'll make random selections from our pool of questions going back and forth between football and general knowledge. And steals are now available. Except for multiple choice questions. So if he doesn't get his right, you can steal but non-multiple choice as always it's a 15 second time limit and we have the first we have to take a first answer so determine who goes first we give it a question earlier and whoever is closest gets to go first so the question was how many goals has Ronan Finn scored in his 267 appearances for Rovers so Greg what did you say 44 I think was it 44 yeah. you said, said 41 yeah. the answer was 50 yes. uh, so Greg so Greg goes first was 50 on the button do you want to go first or do you want to give it to Dan I'll go first I'll go first so General knowledge or football? So which do you want? Football. So when you want one, take one off. Going for number one in football. So name the four Europa League semi-finalists. So this is a multiple choice, so you can't steal this one, Danny. No, you can't steal that one. Multiple choice, yeah? You're going to let them steal? Rules are rules, guys. So four Europa League semi-finalists. Right, go. The four Europa League semi-finalists. Um, Frankfurt, Chelsea, Arsenal. Oh, who's the other one? Who did Arsenal play? Napoli? Napoli? No, not Napoli. 
Can you scoop in? Frankfurt, Arsenal, Chelsea, Valencia. Yeah, well, they, 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 they paid my team, didn't they? Yeah. Wait, do I win that one? Yeah, yeah that's one to you. Yes, Dan, so you win that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, football for you, Dan. Scratch off it. Jeez. Any number? Yeah, yeah any number you want. Two. Right, number two. Which Rovers player has been taken off in nine league games this season more than anyone else? Can I go back to the No, neither. It's Aaron Green. Ah, stop. Yeah. Nine times. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, I had you. Right, so uh, on to you, Greg, with general, g- general knowledge. Over four. What's Tiger Woods' real name? Alvin Eldrick or Buford? Have no clue, Eldrick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that one. Uh, general knowledge for you, Dan. Number two. In what month is Chinese New Year? In New Year, there, by the way. I should know this actually. <laughs> is it December? On to you, Greg. What did he say? December. December. It's New Year. Um, what are the chances? Right, so we have football now. Champions League. And it's Dan for football. No, it's Greg. Greg for football. Greg for football. Six. Number six. And name the manager who has led Charlton Athletic back to the championship. Lee Boyer. Number four. He, uh, the world's oldest football club has just been relegated to non-league level. Who are they? That's Kai. Yep. That's it. Yes. Well done, Dan. She had them to win. <laughs> to go up. Kai, uh, general, knowledge. general knowledge. Number six. Who finished dead last in the European Song Contest? Just this year. I watched yeah. last year. I was going to watch this year. You boycotted it, didn't you? <laughs> I'm in the school, we had a say Estonia or something. On to you. And Bulgaria. UK. Did they? Oh, Jesus, yeah. So we have. Um, Dan, Dan, Dan Jarnock. Number 10. The Red Sox are a Major League Baseball team based in which US city? Uh, Minnesota. On to you, Greg. The Red Sox. The Red Sox. Oh, New York. Boston, 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 Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Yeah, on the football, Greg. We're going for number eight. So, which player finished top scorer of the English Championship with 29 goals? Is it Norwich or Pookie? Is it? Yeah. Oh, come on. Give me questions like that. You didn't know that. <laughs> one more in your, one more in your end. Dan. Dan. Take a football choice. Not fair. <laughs> Number three. Look at the draw. Chris Wondolowski recently broke what record? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> What's his name? Wondolowski. He recently broke which record? Shot put. 
Not the football question. <laughs> 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 I haven't a clue, but he didn't answer, so I don't know. Pass. He just broke the all-time goal scored record in MLS. Landon Donovan held it. Should know these now. <laughs> General knowledge for you. you <laughs> General knowledge. Uh, it's me, is it? General knowledge. Yeah, I think it's Dan. Yeah, he's my first show, yeah. So this is for the women. Who played Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, Jesus. So, um, Mel Gibson. Thank you. Who played Mad Max? Uh, uh, Furiosa. Who played Furiosa in Mad Max? Ah. I never have to go, though, boy. The, the remake, then. Ah, yeah, relax. Uh, <laughs> Pass. Mary Hilton. Uh, Charlize Theron. So, Dan, general knowledge. So, get back into it. What one did you go for? Seven. seven. Number seven, general knowledge. In boxing, who knocked out Dominic Brazil in only 137 seconds? Deontay Wilder. What is it? Deontay Wilder. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The right hand. I guess. <laughs> Four, three, looking good now. Football, Greg, great football. football. Go Dan's number, number nine. <laughs> number nine. How many league games have Rovers drawn this season? Oh, stop it. Look at this. I'm going to have a walk off. Mm. Mm. That's the thing. Uh, three boxes. Only one, is it? Oh. Take your answer. Take your answer. Yeah, one way so Winston brought Mona along lovely woman yeah lovely lovely lady very charming uh, uh, polar opposites really isn't it? I, I, I did look at them for a while and I was like how are you two together <laughs> I was thinking that but, uh, uh, Many, many gripes, as always, by, by Winston. Ah, Sherlock, you know. Yeah, listen. Listen. <laughs> Brilliant stuff, really was. Um, I, I like I like Winston in uh, in short bursts. I think, I think that's the best way. <laughs> well, we hadn't heard from him about a month or so. It's been a while, yeah. As for the quiz, uh, Greg, in fairness, he, he probably got the rub of the green with some of those randomly selected questions. Dan, yeah. Dan's gone mad, butcher. It's luck. And... Uh, Dan had reached the semi-finals last year, so there was a, there was a potential rematch he there. Was with Ethan Boyle, enough, wasn't he? So he'd be disappointed there. I liked that he got the Nos County question right. Yeah, I love Oldest that. club, football. possibly could have been in the vicinity when that was asked before last year. Possibly, and if so, mm. it's a great memory. But um, mm. he probably would have mentioned it. Um, yeah. So the first half. <clears throat> Uh, they should have scored in the opening minute McNamee free header went over it was a good bit over but it was a free header at the end of the day yeah um, Aaron Green's chances Carl three of them one the first one was like a potent- he tried to kind of do a little flick you know through his legs I'm not sure what he was trying to do it was great work by Carr it, on wasn't, the left. A, it wasn't clear cut really great work by Carr yeah and he oh, times, times his run very well but does he sort of snatch at it? Or? Yeah, I think he does. I think and, uh, he was in between two minds, possibly. He wanted a strike of his left and then kind of changed his mind, tried to flick it through his leg. But the second one, oh, 
every time I watch it. This is the, this is the killer of me. This one. It's the extra touch and the extra bit of the extra stretch of the legs that he seems to do. Like it's it. I think it's three paces he takes where two was perfect. Two take the strike where the third extra stretch of the legs. He's it's a super tackle. It really was. It's a good tackle. But he gave him the opportunity to it do was, it. You know it what I mean? It was an excellent tackle for the defender to slide in and block him, but. This was the worst of the three, and yeah. even this is probably for me the most annoying one all season. Like I've seen Greener miss a couple of open goals this season. Remember the one at Richmond Park? Yeah. But this was just like on a plate for him, and his there was a bit of lack of instinct there, which kind of frustrated me. He was true on goal. But the thing is, he still had a really good overall game. He set up the first goal. He is a belter of a, of a, of a, of a crossfield ball for for Trev. Um, but the header from the corner that was the third one he was free we just need <sighs> we should have been out of sight at this point yeah I haven't said that we did score two goals after these missed chances so it's not like we were 2-0 up and Greener missed all these chances and we drew we actually scored in spite of Greener's misses true and he did brilliantly to pick out Trevor it was his hold up play yeah that gave us the first goal. Once again, yeah, it was that. But what I will say is that we have been riding our luck as regards to Greenhouse's chances because yeah. we've been scoring goals, whereas it's it was bound to come back and bite us because we've been getting away with it and we've been winning games with Greener missing. Whereas now it's come back to bite us and we've drawn, we've dropped points at home to Derry where we should be, we should have won. We're two 0 up, we are away, and ultimately you could say it's those misses cost us. Mm. you're right it's the first time this season where because that has been an issue it's the first time where he missed one or two and we didn't yeah. score two or three we goals and win the game yeah. anyway exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, Bradzer thought we were better in the first half um, what do you think about that I thought the first half was was poor we could have went in behind at the break a lot um, of people saying there was a lot of sideways passing I just thought we couldn't get ourselves going. We weren't as fast as we usually were. Um, they kind of just... We gave them time to sit back and just get into formation. It was. It was I had a feeling we were going to break them down in the first half in, or in the second half. You know, I thought we kind of cl- click into gear, which we did do. It was quite a boring first half. The atmosphere was flat as well. Considering Fair Metallica was on in Slane and you had the Cure on in Malahoy Castle and Saturdays as well, it's something mm. different. Nate was that was that Metallica? Yeah, per- personally doing God knows what wrestling crocodiles. <laughs> personally, I don't. I wouldn't fancy Saturdays. I yeah. I think League of Ireland is is Friday nights. Yeah, it's Friday nights. It's established. It's you know it's yeah. I I I don't think I could adapt to Saturdays at all. But a good show by Dave Carpenter saying, "Why didn't we have this one at three o'clock? Because there was no Premier League opposition." So. Mm. Would have been would have been interesting to see the attendance. All right, see if it had mm. been spiked or if I had it because some people could have possibly looked at it and said it's Saturday. Fam, I'm out with the family or I have something to do. I can't go to the game at seven o'clock. We'll we'll mm. only get home at ten, let's say, and then yeah. ready for you know. I think. Whereas you have your whole Saturday after if it's at three o'clock. In theory, Saturday is better. No traffic. The kids can do all this pre-match mm. stuff that we talked about. True, true, yeah. but then again, you you. Well, yeah, there's there is there's a there's a debate there to be had. There, um, I went to the eighty ninety nine bar, I had food, I had a drink, I got back to my seat by the forty eighth minute, 
And I didn't miss any goals. Didn't miss. It can be done, folks. Yeah, it's efficient. Well, you weren't far off. You were a couple, only, only four <laughs> minutes off. Trevor Clark, 52nd minute. Absolute screamer. And we uh, Greener with a crossfield ball. Super assist. And it arrowed in. It was very... Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was no, no coral on it, but it was kind of similar to the one... Uh, he buried in Daily Mount. I have to keep bringing back these good positive Daily Mount memories. Which is, was our last win over Bowes. Yeah. But, in uh, Mordor, as yeah, they say. Yeah, they arrowed this one into the corner. That was a screamer, wasn't it? Slightly clipped the heel off, a, off the Derry defender. I don't know if it had any impact on the direction of the ball, but slight deflection, but super goal. That was his first goal in over two years since he scored that cracker at Turner's Cross. No way. Yeah, two years. Two years. That's been that long. A little more actually. Twenty-five months. Twenty-five months, and then we had Jack Bourne on fifty-four minutes with um, an absolute cracker. What a great strike! Uh, yeah, this was brilliant because what I loved about this was Danny Carr's bit of play because he chucked someone off the ball, sent him to the shops, shoulder, he laid it off the thinner thinner crossfield ball, and the way Jack used his body strength to shield the ball and then run. Was it Cavo the, actually set up? Was it Cavo? Uh, was it? It wasn't. The body language looked like it wasn't uh, a perfect cross. Jack had to kind of he had to do a bit, got, didn't he? Got into a tangle. Had to adjust himself. Yeah. And then use his body strength to get forward, and then it just he rifled it in. I love the bounce. I think the bounce and the pace <laughs> put it past the keeper. It was great to see Jacko get another goal. And yeah, that was his first goal <laughs> since his brace against UCD back in March. Mm. You know, what I loved about this being the south stand. We all three quarters of us stood up and cheered before it went in. New no. because. Like that ball was was past uh, who's keeper Cherry is it Cherry yeah Peter, Cherry. game that was past him before he even got down it was so obvious <laughs> that it was going in we cheered like a good three yards off the line that was a super strike before that went it? in a love long range the precision of it it's great to see Jacko getting on the score sheet again and enjoying his football so I mentioned Sean Cabinet there he was back from injury came on for Brando at half time. Um, he was never going to be. He match. got the hook. And he wasn't going to be match fit, obviously. I, I don't. I don't know what the thinking was in putting Brandon Cavanagh in there. Hmm. Do you? No, I'm not sure. Because it was. He, he got he got the hook, so I don't know. I think it was a uh, it was short sighted. Adi Gilchrist came on for Derry. Thankfully, he didn't score. Adi G, yeah. Um, uh, we we'll move on to their goal now, which I've been talking about in our chat all week, and no one's kind of bitten how bad the marking was for this it was really really poor there was play going down on their right hand side there was a cross put in I think it was blocked by Finn someone else and then McNamee just stroked it into the back post where he had the freedom of Tala and he just lobbed a header into the bottom right corner um, Joey was the man here but see the yeah. thing is when you when you look at the formation we play we play four central midfielders and we play attacking fullbacks this is where you get caught out if they've got any sort of overlapping fullback and wingers is where they'll push on and uh, the advancement of their winger is where we got caught. He was a fullback, isn't he? Kieran Cole. He's a defender. He's a defender. Yeah. So we got caught out as regards to that and he had the space. He had so much space out there. He was a great header, but, it was great header, but he was... had all the time in the world to wind himself up yeah. and place that. And it's not like us at all considering how good we've been clean sheets and defending. So it was, it was really frustrating to see that. So this was three goals in the space of five minutes. Raining goals, as they said. That goal was the killer because it came so soon after a second. Ah, like yeah. If we had just held out for ten minutes there, we'd probably coast to a 2-0 win. Yep. But the fact that it came Game so on fast... Game on when that went in, wasn't it? 
and then they had a bit of a pressure period as well, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. Trevor uh, Clark had a volley blocked. Was it by one of our players or one of theirs? Because it looked like it was going top corner. Uh, I think it was going in. I think it was going in, yeah. yeah. And it blocked, it was a great effort. And immediately afterwards, uh, Grace had a header. Somehow stayed out. And then Pico nearly, yeah. nearly got another goal this season as well it from was, the rebound. So oh, we, action at this point. It was, it was uh, a good game at this stage. Derry, you know, they did keep threatening. So you'd have to say their equalising goal, it was coming. They had a bit about them. They had a bit of pre- they had a pressure period, and I just genuinely thought we'd see it out. I thought we even might get another goal. And uh, because just to start here, only Dundalk had scored twice in Tada in the past year. So and then they not, had scored twice in Oriel, hadn't they? Yeah. Derry. Although Dundalk went down to ten men, but yeah, yeah, they did the same to Dundalk. They came from two 0 down away from home. So uh, the goal came on the eighty third minute with Junior taking it and it was two all then and it was a a ball in a header and does Al does Al catch this is that harsh there's a little bit of pace on it should he catch this I think maybe he should have been able to hold on to it put it, put it in our danger maybe I mean maybe we're being harsh hindsight's a great thing and all that but uh, it was poked in by Junior and um, before we go any further we're going to have to talk about our subs because Bradley has gotten credit where it's due. His subs have been good this year. He's they've been changed. They've they've changed games, but this one, it baffled me because. I don't think I agree with any of them. No, I think I agree with Brandon getting the hook, because I, I don't mm. think he did much at all, and Jack, I don't know if he was tired. Sh- should our players be tired? I mean, they they no game the week before. Let's say the players are tired and they're cramping up. Why are they tired and they or why are they cramping up? That's that's what I want to know. It seemed to be the case. We looked a bit tired. We looked a bit jaded. Why? And Jack got taken off for Boyle. Green got taken off for Joel. So Kara had a, had probably a good, our two better players on the day. Kara had a good game on the left until he went up front. Then he was quite ineffective. Yeah. Boyle went right mid. Has he ever played there before? I I don't know. Probably I think, played there in a wing back role before. It was a strange one, and fair enough. We'll go on to the into onto his onto his run now. If it, it could change the game, and for me, this is a penalty all day. He might have been looking for it, but he was clipped. And our our highlights package, fantastic highlights package. I couldn't that we tell do from have, our highlights package. It slows it down. Just there's so many legs in the way. I yeah, there's one tell. leg, and he goes over. He goes over the defender that puts his leg out. Oh, that's what I feel anyway. I Definitely think- penalty. Definitely. I thought Ethan was looking for it now. He was looking was for it, but he, he was clipped. And he, he the fact he was touched, there wasn't enough contact to actually bring him down. But he felt mm. being touched, so he went down. So it's a bit of both, 50-50. Normally they're given. Bowles would have got it, or, or Dundalk would have no, got it. No, they would have got it. Would have got two. Would have let him take one, bring it back, take another. <laughs> and you noticed that none of our players appealed it. <sighs> Why? Why aren't we badgering refs? Harassing them? No one, no one. That really, really annoyed me. Why didn't they all crowd around them? It's near the 90th minute, 85th minute. Why didn't everybody just do it? Everybody pile in on the ref. Now, fairness, I probably thought that his mind was made up. He seemed to have his mind made up, but at least just fucking pile in on him. Greg Bowser should have that ref in a headlock. Yeah, yeah. Two seconds later. Uh, Another thing that made me laugh was error on my highlights. We caught Jose... Filming his highlights. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was a, it was a moment just like... Mm. <laughs> yeah. It almost looked like he capped it. Yeah. Like, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Eden Boyle 
yeah, it was a great run, and personally, I think it was a penalty. So, so, so obviously, it was surprising to mention that we hadn't conceded two goals in Tallinn, except for the dock in the past year. It was surprising because we've been so good defensively all season, and Grayson Lopez beating in the air to the ball. I know, yeah. For that goal, that equaliser. Have you noticed something as well? This season, we haven't been praising Grace every mm-hmm. week like we have like we have been he hasn't been our man of the match every week so it's a bit of a no subdued. he's like he's like a 7 out of 10 each week yeah yeah whereas Pigo will kind of have the odd stormer Joey will have a stormer most weeks yeah it's a it's, a, it's different alright and, and ironically Grace was linked to a move abroad in the papers a few weeks ago and a lot of Robert fans were like Really? Okay. The head's been torn, hopefully not. But I will say Dan McDonald was this the LOI Weekly last night and he, he actually made a very good point um, that this isn't a catastrophe dropping a point because like in the grander scheme of things, these things happen throughout the season where you do drop points like this. And he said just because you're neck and neck with Dundalk, it, it, it might not necessarily be as bad as Rovers fans think. And he, he made a good point. So if check yeah. check it out and, and see what you think. And Johnny Ward obviously taking flack as usual, and um, coming out with all sorts of madness. It's, it's more so that we just it's because of Dundalk's form. I'm not sure what it is at the moment. They won eleven it's out of twelve we're neck or something. And neck with them and we need to be. You just can't afford the drop yeah. points. So we're probably going to be overly harsh with this. But it's because of such a fine margin now, trying to keep up with them. And we've been speaking about the next two games and. We we know we know what they are, we know what these de- next two new two games are. This Seeds. is make this make or break season defining season defining seasons, our games. This is a this is make or break, and it's I hate I hate to say, it, but that is the case. And um, yeah. So uh, oh yeah, last time we scored a two 0 lead, prof. Oh let me guess. I doubt you remember this one. Did we, did we go 2 0 up against Dundalk? No, no, we were 2 0 down and Mikey Drennan got two. Go on. It was, it, it was that season, though, funny enough. Okay, close enough. Go on, give it to me. It was away to Bray in October 2015. Marty Waters scored that day. For us. For them, left footer into the top corner. No, he'd signed for us by then. He'd signed for us. Yeah. I think Drennan scored actually for us. Um, and as a side note, we did squander a 2 0 lead at home to Harps a couple of years ago. But we got the injury time winner. Remember Simon Madden? Simon Madden. Oh yeah, the yeah. the lob. Are you, I don't think you meant it. And uh, I have a stat for you, Gary. I have a haunting stat. Haunting stat. Ominous. Creepy stat. All right. For fuck's sake. Alamanis. Go on. Made his 100 league appearance in this yeah. game against Derry. So Alamanis 100 games. 100 league games. Mm-hmm. His league debut was a two-all draw. At home to the dark in 2009, in which we squandered a 2 0 lead. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Oh, man, that was your, yeah. was your first game. That's my first game, yeah. Yeah, That's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, uh, big, oh, yeah, before I go any further, a big happy birthday to Fields, Sean the Fields, our fella. Um, we gifted him a, a copy, a signed copy of Talatime, so he'll be opening that up. Soon enough, so uh, precious cargo that signed copy yeah. of Tifty's. Of uh, sure, on sorry, post. Uh, yeah, sure, on post got to him, sounds safe. Oh, yeah, quick, fast. <laughs>
Oh yeah, the smaller crowd. So, like I said, there's a couple of factors there. I mean, <coughs> seven o'clock could have been too late for families. For some people, they could have plans. They might have plans every Saturday. Mm. Could have been away for the weekend. The Cure were in Malahoy. Metallica were in Slain. Aussie Nate was wrestling crocodiles. The the perch was a bit sparse now. Yeah. Oh, say. he was over in Block Z watching uh, the young mob that is the kids that are all going to games <coughs> together, which is pretty cool. Gary Brennan's nephews and mm. uh, Pat Camartin's kids, my young lad, all down there running the muck. Yeah, terrible away support by Derry. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, I just don't get it. Fair enough, it could be, yeah. it's a Saturday and all, but I don't know. I really don't. You could hear a pin drop yeah. at the final whistle from the south stand. Who the fuck is booing? Yeah, funny enough, when I watched back the, the highlights, fuck I heard that. booing. I thought, wow, I didn't even hear that. The south stand, it was absolute silence. I didn't even know the whistle had gone. I thought it was like a free or something. Even when the second went in, I was looking around going, surely it's a free out. There's no noise at all. It has to be a free out and it wasn't so. Oh, I knew I knew who'd say card because Gar Brennan uh, absolutely assaulted a seat <laughs> on the sales stand. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> yeah. nearly, nearly became a souvenir for Johnny Blues <laughs> next to the Linfield one. Uh, I interviewed Trevor afterwards alongside Craig Bodger. I was trying to think the last time I interviewed Trevor Clark. Was when he probably was he, you didn't interview him for the course. Did I you? interviewed him week after he cursed. Well, that's probably it. I think there's been a ban on him for yeah, a while. Yeah, there was a there was a ban yeah. actually, wasn't there? They're keeping him wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So other results on that Saturday, the games were played. The prof, you sacked the game from the predictions. We were getting close, and then you fucked it up. Oh yeah, sorry for predicting that Rovers would beat Derry at home, Gary. <laughs> Other results on the Saturday games were played that day because of the Ireland game we'd Sligo won, Pats won, uh, Finn Harps nil to Dock three, and Trevor Clark was nominated for the League's Player of the Month award for May. So hopefully he takes home the gong. Um, Michael O'Neill returned to a familiar ground in Estonia with Northern Ireland the weekend and uh, the Lecoq Arena. Uh, insert childish joke. Uh, where Rovers played in 2011 Champions League and won 1-0 on aggregate so um, he just keeps pulling off fantastic results you know that yeah the top of the group after they three games they play good football as well they're good to watch they're better to watch than the Republic, Republic. and uh, all you uh, Republicans out there might want to lynch me but that's that's just a football opinion they're better to watch they really are Um. Yeah, so we uh, now we're going to play our Quifty's Battle. I like that, Quifty's Battle. Uh, between Dean Dillon and Aaron McInef. But first, it's the latest instalment of the Members' Corner with Leighton and Glenn Doyle. I'm a member! So we're here for another edition of the Members' Corner. And it's a family affair. We have the two Doyles, Glenn and Leighton. So we'll start with you, uh, Leighton. Tell us how you get to follow Rovers and what do you remember about your first game? Um, geez, going back a while now, we kind of had um, two spells following Rovers, if you want to put it like that. Um, originally, well, a lot of people know me as the Red Doyle, yeah. so uh, that nickname came from my dad, my late dad, who was a postman. So uh, back in the mid-80s, uh, a young postman came along to Rathmines, saw our office, with the name of John Cody. So uh, my dad, quite a kind of fellow he was, he just uh, kept to his own business and Knew this fella coming in was a footballer and that. Now, not that JC was bragging or anything like that, you know. <laughs> but uh, he came in and he knew he was all playing for Rovers and this. So, never even told uh, John what he used to bring myself and my brother down to the matches in Milltown. And um, that was the start of it. Uh, you know, uh, 
four ninety thing where we go down and the, the old story lifted over the turnstiles and that. But uh, not that I can remember much of that, but I was there for uh, a lot of that uh, four in a row team. But uh, the my first memory of Rovers would be with that 86, that match against uh, Manchester United, where a few lunatics over on top of the shed and looking at Rovers beat Man United. And I think the, I, the beginning of the love affair. The beginning of the love affair, as you could say, yeah. But, um, so after that, um, I think I had a bit of a lull for a couple of years, and uh, I think it was the whole World Cup 90 favour started then. And uh, Rovers were in the RDS, and uh, myself and my brother kind of hung around together growing up, and all our mates, like I was Man United, my brother's Spurs, and they were all out of Liverpool or whatever. And Ray Whelan, one of our friends, he was like mad into the hoops, like, you know. So, and after, as I said, after the World Cup 90 favour, it was really like, what are you doing on a Sunday afternoon? So we tagged along with Ray to the RDS. I thought it was great, you know. Jeez, this is great live football, you know, can get into this. So, so we're playing balls next week, you know. So, I went along to that and so oh. it wasn't just a football was up there, it was great, you know, so it was all sorts of shenanigans, but uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I went religiously then, but I uh, went a lot then, but a lot thanks to Ray Whelan, but originally JC, because of my dad being the postman and the Red Dial name taken off from there, you know, so that so, was the Rovers, yeah. So what about you, Ben? Probably similar, is it? Yeah, very similar now. To be honest, now I remember the days going with Ray Whelan, me and Ray Whelan go back to Jesus. 35 years were mates, you know, we grew up together kind of thing and as uh, He got dragged along? Well no, he dragged us along to be honest, now he was going, we were going with my dad and and John Cody and stuff but uh, I think he just went because he got the free entry and stuff like that, John Cody gave a wink at the gate and we got in, you know, even when he went to Chelsea years later, we were down in Fratton Park, a little story for you, we turned up and uh, my dad says, oh we'll get in here no problem, I know John. Lo and behold, he he gets us in, we were in uh, Fratton Park, it's just as young for us, you know, so John Cody looked after us then. But uh, Ray Whelan used to always go, we'd go then, three of us would go, and then a few of the lads had got come along as well, but they'd kind of drift away. They weren't really into it as much as we were. Um, my mates went to Australia then for a few years, and then I hung around with Leighton, so I'd go. Leighton would do the shop and talk it. I'd be stuck with someone to say, Pat Martin, I'd sit with, or, or yeah. his mate Kennels, you know, because the real family goes about the place. You'd never be sitting on your own, you know. That's the way it is now, really, as well. Oh, pretty much like, so, you can rock up on your own and you'd sit in the stand and have a chat for the whole game. Oh, someone, you know? 100% now. You know, that's why we're bringing him along now since he's five and he's after getting a season ticket now. This is Reg and this is his fourth season uh, having a season ticket. So, we, like, I made up a flag there for, for, uh, for Leighton there at Christmas there, one generation to the next. You know, the yeah, Doyle yeah. family hoops. There's yeah. a bit of a mob farming down in Block Z if you fancy going down, <laughs> Reg. There's my uncle, there's Pat Camartin's kids, there's Gar Brennan's little mob as well. There's a good little gang of Larry's down there for you to go along with. I'm kid out there, he's ready to go. So, as you know, it's the members' corner. So, Leighton, uh, tell us, when did you become a member and why? Um, well, Jesus, I became a member from day one. It was like um, the infamous meeting now down the plaza, I think. Uh, Jeez, I'll never forget the moment. Uh, Robbie's man, Pauline, God rest her soul there. Uh, she just, she, I've never seen a, somebody disrespected so much for somebody that had so much love for the club. And that was a massive turning point for her. That's, that's when I really got angry, you know. It was really them and us kind of thing. So, um, I know, from day one, it was like, we took out a 10-year membership. That was it, just because we had to, the backs were against the wall. The club was dying. And what do you do for the club you love, you know? You just put your hand in your pocket and that was it. Never looked back since. I've always been a member since. So um, yeah, from same with you, Glenn. Well, now I was I was on the, the periphery at that time. You know that kind of way. I was busy with other stuff. But um, when I'd, I'd go, you know, over the course of the season, but I took up my membership in uh, 08, I think I was. So it's eleven years ago now, and 
just you had to. You know that kind of way. You throw your few bob in every month and it comes out at the, at the at source. You don't miss it. The way I look at it is two points. Well, that's it. It's two that's points it. a week. You know I, mean? I can go without it. 100%. You know, and if more people just looked at it that way, you know, it's, it'd benefit the club in the long run. And you get your season ticket thrown into it. And three kids which you this season it's unbelievable value you know what I mean he, really brings, he brings his mates and stuff with him sometimes you know when his little sister will go we got her a ticket just for the crack yeah just you like I said I have three season tickets in my pocket now and Absolutely. they probably get used every week yeah, yeah. so um, we're, we're going to delve into it now and we're going to say uh, do you think that fans on the club is the way to go or would you be open to outside investment if the deal was right Um, I think the good thing about our member structure is that we'll always have that final say, like, you know, like, like the likes of Barcelona or whatever, you have 100,000 members, you know, but that's never going to work out like that. The difference with us is it's a small knit group and any vital decisions, we have to say on that. So even this muted thing about Dermot Desmond coming in, I'd be very sceptical at the moment because you know, it's all rumours at the moment, but I just, you know, two million up front or whatever the rumour is that he's going to throw in, but what's, what does he want? He's not doing that for nothing, like, you know, so... Like you just you just have to be careful with these things. So, and having a good board—that's the good thing about our member structure. Is we vote these people up there for a reason. And again, anyone can go for it. It's all this, you know. Uh, members is if you know elitism and this—it's it's a short thing and all this. It's just—it's it's up to anyone, you know. Anyone can come in. But in saying that, you have to be careful as well. Who comes in and how many there is coming in? If they have you know material motives or whatever you want to. But um, now I'd listen to. Every detail that you have to offer, I'd be, I'd be a bit sceptical, but, you know, you have to be open to yeah. improvement. Because financially, we're way behind on dock at the moment, so anything has to, you know, help, you know, yeah. within means, of course. Keep that, keep that structure, keep that uh, ownership. Yeah. And what about you, Glenn? Would you be open to the investment, or would you be sceptical? I'd be very similar to late. Now, I think that the core to this is a strong board, you know, and we have got a strong board. Board that got us to where we are today. You know what I mean? You, you gotta, you gotta support that. And every member, as I said, it's, it's an open. You can get in there if you want. You know, but those that are there, you know, that's where we are. Remember where we were. You know, listen back to the previous podcasts. Gives you a great history of where we were. You know, the realization of what we actually have here now is it's unbelievable. You know, I walk up in the dock and I see these fellas every week sticking it in my face. Oh, we've got all this, we've got all that. But they haven't got rowers. They yeah. haven't got the family unity. They drift they're away when they're not doing right. Even it shows now. I mean, they're still top of the league and their crowds are still falling as well. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly. You know, there's, there's nothing more you can really say with regard to that. You know, there's only one Rovers. There yeah. is. Yeah. And can you tell me? Do you think there's ways we can improve our members club? And is is there much more we can do to attract new members? But, like the family membership's a good idea, you know. But we've all like what we've got there. The introduction of the bar beforehand, and as you call him, Chef Ray, yeah. serving out the curries and all that. Like he, Reg comes every week and he gets his, his little bit of group beforehand. You know, and it's, it's that's something we always remember. Ah, oh, hundred percent. You know, and he gets Ray gets the deal out as well. Don't worry about that, as you know, I know, you know. But um, no, I think what we have here is fantastic. And you go to other clubs, you go away, and you look at the likes of Oriol top of the league. It's a kip. It's an absolute dive. You know, yeah. what we have here is amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. What about you, Lang? Do you think we can improve as a members club as regards to, let's say, benefits? Or if you look at maybe uh, the likes of Western Sydney Wanderers in Australia, they have like gold tier packages, silver packages, and things like that that give you more for more money and things like that. Do you think we can improve? No, I, I wouldn't be into a tier structure now at all. I think it's like for Rovers, I think anyone who's looking for something now a membership, you know, can jog on as far as I'm concerned. Now, don't get me wrong, it's great that the extra benefits like the members from starter pack and 
depending, you know, getting the bowls tickets there ahead of anyone else. But like, I've gone to Rovers years and I've never not got a ticket. I've never known anyone who doesn't get a ticket. So, now, come here, if that's pleasing some people and their members because of that, fair enough. But uh, like going back a few years there, there was loads of good hoops that I knew that left the membership for like personal groups with certain board members or whatever. And it's just like, let's give it over. Like, you know, Rovers is going to be here long before this board, the next board, me or you or anyone. It's you know? more than a board. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, to me, it's just a privilege. What a club like, like no other, or overs like that's that's why I'm a member. I'm a member of this football club, and I will say, and a vital say, and how the future, the structure of the club is going, and that's priceless, like you know. And what would you say to somebody to convince them? Let's say someone's on the fence about becoming a member. What would you say to them um, to convince them this is the way to go? Well, come here, I get it. Like, come here, as Glenn said, it is when you break it down and you said it's price two points of one, and the house like fifty quid a month is a bit expensive. That's how your man's fair enough. Like you can't afford or whatever. But to me, it's just. It's just a non-entity. It's just I can't understand why anybody wouldn't be if they love the club so much. So, um, well, I don't know. It's just, it's just it's for me, it's just... It's, it's just know, it's priceless. It's priceless to me, but I, know, I get why other people have, you know, you know, they can't afford it or whatever, but it's it's just, it's Rovers. It's just I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. It's, what about you, Glenn? Someone sitting on the fence, what do you say to them to, to push them over the line? Just break, go to a match. Yeah. Just go to a match and you know come along and then if you like it come again and if you like it get your season ticket. That's a start, you know. <clears throat> if you don't want to become a member, grand. That's all right. But come every week. Put the fifteen euro on the door. Bring your young fellow with you. Bring your girl with you and just come along. It's a great experience. It really is. Like he'll tell you, he loves coming here. You know I, what I mean? I know, he's not the way here. He's um, going to get on the mic. You see, yeah. he's going to be asked what's his favourite player. Or I something. tell you what, we'll go. We'll get Reg on. So Reg, tell us who's your favourite player this season. My favourite player this season is Big Al. Big Al, that's one I haven't heard in a while. Now, choosy Joey O'Brien or something along like that. Are you a goalkeeper yourself? Yeah. So you're going to be keeping the nets for overs in a few years? Yeah, I might be if my dad says I can. <laughs> my dad says I can. My answer, huh? Right, so lads, one more question and we'll leave it at that. Where are we going in Europe? Oh, Fairlow Islands, hopefully. Fairlow Islands, not as good as Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm already not allowed to go anywhere. Oh, boy. Right, lad, nice one, and we'll see you again, right? Cheers, right, guys. Cheers. Okay, yeah, we're back at Rose Song for the last 16 of questions from the East Sand. So, so far, Big Al, Pigo, Ethan, Joey, and Greg have all taken their place in the quarterfinals, and there's three spots left to fill. Today's matchup is between Dean Dillon and Aaron McIniff. So, both of you came through the qualifying round. But the rules are a bit different for head-to-head, so just explain them. It's first to five points. Steals are now allowed, except for multiple-choice questions. And there's a 15-second time limit, and I have to take your first answer. So to determine who goes first, I gave you a question earlier, and it's whoever's closest wins. The question was, Shamrock Rovers have played at Tata Stadium for a little over 10 years now. How many competitive games have we played? So, Dean, what did you say? Uh, 4.50. Aaron? I said about 380. <laughs> <laughs> check what you actually wrote there. You actually said 512. <laughs> Liar. Uh, the answer was 251. So, Dean, you were closer. You went lower, didn't you? So. So, so Dean, you get to go first. And you want to start with football or general knowledge? So, when you want one, circle it. On the brace. Uh, Gerald Piquet has caps for which unofficial nation? Gerald Piquet. Yeah. So 
haven't got a clue. Georgia. No. Unofficial nation. Unofficial, I'll tell you, man. Is it the Basque country, no? Uh, no. Catalonia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see where you're going with that, right? So, Aaron, staying on football. Right, staying on football. Um, number four. Okay. Uh, did Ole Gunnar Solskjaer score more or less than 30 goals as a substitute for Man United? Less? Yeah, 28. Woo! Some start. That's shocking. Some start. So, being general knowledge. Uh, the Chernobyl disaster has been in the news recently because of the HBO series. Uh, what is the name of the nuclear power plant just across the Irish Sea in Cumbria, England? Jesus. <laughs> the power plant. Yeah. Boy, I haven't got a clue. Um, four seconds. Oh, I haven't got a clue. Can I hear the question again, please? Uh, the question was, what is the name of the nuclear power plant just across the Irish Sea in Cumbria, England? 15 seconds. Um, oh, to be fair, I, w- I wouldn't know that. It's a set of field. What is it? Set of field. So your general knowledge, Aaron? Alright, this is especially for you actually. The band OMD, those initials stand for what? Especially for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's your song. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> haven't a clue. Orson. No, no idea. Have not idea, Haven't got a clue on It's uh, orchestral maneuvers in the dark. <laughs> Never get that. I thought you would have looked up your song. Right. Never. So, okay. back to football, Dean. Number one. Who were the defending champions of the Toulon tournament that's being played at the moment? England. Yep. Chill. It's one off. One off. Aaron, football. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Uh, this club won their last European trophy in 1984 with Ireland international Chris Hewton playing a fullback. Chris Hewton. Four seconds. Uh, Aberdeen. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> That's awful for me. Buy more time. Right? My, my blank. I was watching something about Aberdeen last night. Uh, where we go? This club won their last European trophy in 1984 with Ireland international Chris Hewton playing a fullback. 
Newcastle. Now it's Spurs. So if they won that Champions League final, that would have been their first in ni- since 1984. Actor. It's <laughs> nice, well. Should read my face. Um. <laughs> no, no. He's the, he's the founder and president of Amazon. There you go, Neil. Uh, Aaron, general knowledge. <laughs> Number five. I'm gonna get. This. I think you're gonna exhaust all my questions. I think you will actually. Yeah. Name three of the Spice Girls by their nicknames. Sporty Spice, um, Scary Spice, mm-hmm. and Posh. Yeah, I'll do. Could you <laughs> name it? <laughs> you did love the Spice Girls. Only got that. You. Football team. Number five. Number five. Who became the first player born in the 21st century recently to play for Celtic? Uh, that's it. Chill. <laughs> Two all. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for ten. Again, for you. Antonin Panenka, the creator of the Panenka penalty, hailed from which country? His name was Antonin Panenka. So he created the Panenka penalty. What country did he come from? Uh, Chile? No, Czechoslovakia. Oh, did you got it now? I would have said Belarus. Right, sorry, I should have should have given you a chance there. Sorry about that. No, sorry, it was Czechoslovakia. Well, the questions he thought he's had enough. So, general knowledge, Dean. What was it, Czechoslovakia? Czechoslovakia, sorry, he's from, yeah. Uh, number one. Spell the word scholarly. Scholarly. Mm-hmm. Scholarly. S A O T H E R L Y. I'll give Aaron a chance now. Scholarly. Yeah. Scholarly. I think I said scholarly. 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 Can I try again? Then? Scholarly. Do you say scholarly? Like you're saying, like you're. You're very studious. You're studying all the time. S e h o l a r y. No, give Aaron a chance. S c h o l a r l y. L y. Yeah. Oh no way. Boom. Three two to Aaron. Three two to Aaron. Uh, football. Aaron, is it? Football to you. Um, two. That's number two. Dembaba and Rubinho now play for the same club in which country? Turkey, France, or Brazil? I don't know. 
time my mom must have got a move today. <laughs> must be a classic. Must be a... Four seconds. Must be Brazil. Lovely. I can't steal this one because it was multiple choice, oh, unfortunately. No, yeah. Turkey. The answer is Turkey. Yeah. Robinho got a turkey, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. I don't know what. Who's winning? You fancy both of these, would you? 3 2. Aaron's winning 3 2. Fucking hop off, I'll get Still football, Aaron. We're going to our 6 team. Number 6. For sponsorship reasons, what name will be given to Ireland's new cross border competition taking place in November? Um. Cross water. Oh, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. Aaron, any ideas? It's the Champions Cup, is it? Can you give me the full title then? For fuck's sake. That's the point of the question. The. What? So you need the sponsor's name as well? Yeah. Oh, come on. The. <laughs> No. Struggling like no, what is the Champions Cup? Yeah, it's Unite the Union Champions Cup. Unite the Union Champions Cup, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 general knowledge. Uh, We're going to run out of questions here. <laughs> oh no, I went to Dean first, didn't I? So. Yeah, back to you, general knowledge. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight. Well, oh, you might get this. How is the femur? Otherwise known. It's a part of the body. Femur. Femur. Thigh? I'll give it to you, yeah. Th- thigh bone. Yeah. Thigh yeah. Of course you're going to give me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Too angry. I'll give it to you. Oh, the thigh bone. Oh, I look for the word bone. What's your winner? Alright, General Knowledge. General Knowledge, yeah. So you're winning 4 2, Aaron. Which do you want? Seven. Seven. What is it, general knowledge? General yeah, general knowledge. knowledge. Right, it's multiple choice. Have a chance here. Which has a higher population? Tala or Gibraltar? Gift. Do you know it? It's got to be Gibraltar. Oh my god. This is Tala. It's Tala. Tala 60. <laughs> Oh my god. It's Tala 65,000, Gibraltar 35,000. Common sense gets yeah. you out, like, this fellow should be gone and buried here. So, general knowledge, Aaron? Um, number... Six. Chance to win it, no? In tennis, who won the French Open on Sunday? Don't watch tennis. Um... Two seconds. Djokovic. <laughs> no, I'll give it to Dean. Nadal. Yep. Ah, back in and out. He, he always wins that. Won it, won it, yeah, won it 12 times. Never watched tennis. Oh, football now, Football, Dean, yeah. Which country achieved their first ever win in the European Championship qualifier on Monday night? First ever win. Uh, San Marino. Nope. Aaron. Any clues? No. No. Um. 
Five seconds. Belarus. Kosovo. Yeah. Yeah. They won their Nations League group, but that's the first European win. Uh, so do you me on football or general? Stay on general knowledge. Number three. Uh, Baku is the capital of which country? Azerbaijan. Ah, yep. Yep. <laughs> 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 Yes, swarm of bees in the suite there, prof for the Doyle's interview. Yeah. Every so often, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> notifications on my phone. I've been warned. Don't worry, it won't happen again. Um, yeah, two good, two great lads, and uh, yeah, the Red Doyle. The Red Doyle, as they say. Great uh, links with uh, John Cody and Ray Whedon and the RDS know, days. Yeah. Master of the put down on the old forum as well. Terrified of him whenever he posted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Polly mentioned again. Remember uh, James Nolan mentioned her. That was a pivotal moment in Rovers history, Basel. wasn't it? How many people bring up that I moment? No, such a pivotal moment where people just got so incensed with the treatment of the poor woman, and. Uh, uh, quite a quite a cool cat is is Glenn. Um, got his own exhibition, photography exhibition. He's a, lect- a lecturer as well. So he's a bit of a little dark horse, Glenn Doyle. Bit of culture, what prof? There you go. Um, hard fought win for uh, Aaron McAniff there. Hard fought win, yeah. Uh, nearly ran out of questions. I only a couple left. Sweating at the, at the stage, <laughs> yeah. right? I had a had an emergency tiebreaker, but. Uh, do you notice Aaron went for number 10 both times the number 10 football and general knowledge Ooh. and then I tailored tailored them to him and he picked the two 10s did you tailor them to 10 yeah because of the 10 but yeah. he didn't didn't get OMD in fairness that was, that was tricky no no way not a chance these millennials yeah. and young guys are going to get that yeah. uh, he loves the Spice Girls though yeah he's, he's a self-obsessed pop addict apparently he's yeah. a bit of Ariana Grande as well that's Aaron choosing the quarterfinals. Yeah, looking forward to it in the next round. Uh, they they seem to get a bit of a kick out, don't they? It's a bit of crack. Yeah. So Aaron was over here saying that he can run all day, no problem, but he has an issue with his quad, which affects when he kicks a ball. So the staff are afraid that if he follows through in a shot, he'll tear the quad and be out for months. So he needs to rest it, and uh, he reckons to be back after the mid-season break. So uh, hopefully, because we're missing that bit of impetus, aren't we? We're missing that bit of oosh. Does that make sense? Mm. We're, 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 we're missing oosh <laughs> any more buzzwords you yeah, want to use yeah throw a few more out there but um, yeah we're missing that bit and it's just he has these bundles of energy you know it's it'd be great to get him back soon enough so um, yeah next up we have our starting 11s and predictions <laughs> tough on this week prof uh, I'll go first Alan Manis, Trevor Clark, Joey O'Brien, Pico Lopez, Grace at a back four. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that Cavo is fit, so I'm gonna put Cavo on the left. Of our, our, I'm gonna give us wit. I like wit. I'm gonna give us a little bit of wit. Dropping Carrado. Uh yeah, I'm gonna drop Car. Um, I'm gonna put Boulder, Bourne, Finn. And is Watts is Watts available? Let's presume he's available. I'm gonna presume Watts available and play him because I have plans for him. 
and then greener up top. So um, it could be it could be slightly lopsided because I'm saying I want to give width and have Cavo and and Trev out there because it's a fantastic left sided combination. But with Joey and then I don't know, let's say Watts or Bourne who are going to play out on that side. That's where the goal came from. Ultimately, the first goal against Derry because we don't really have wide players. Well, both no our goals back. came from our left side. That's what the cross came from. So you could argue it should have been closed true, down. True, yeah. There and we were wide open on our right side as well. So it's we. It's not exactly wide, but I would like to kind of stretch them. And um, if if the rumors are true about their injuries, I would like to kind of stretch them and give ourselves a bit more space. And uh, Aaron can drag their centre halves and defenders all over the shop. So um, that is uh, that's my team, and I'm gonna say one 0 late win. It's fucking make or break at this stage. Well, I'm not making a prediction. Though. It's an absolute waste of time. <laughs> Do you know what? So. Do you know what? Actually, I'm I'm on between the stripes tonight, right? So that would be last night when you hear this. Yeah, uh, absolute they are, media. They, are, they gave. Ah, uh, they're good lads. They're good lads. Um, I'm. Um, if, if, if they're going to ask me what do I want I want a fair game of football I want 11 v 11 for 90 minutes see what we can do that's all or even just more than half an hour is nice. that hard is that hard is I mean, it's too I mean, much to ask I mean, it's too much to ask um, yeah I'm going to say a late win 1-0 and uh, I'm going to say um, we've got Jacko on the team we've got uh has to be Watsy celebrate in front of the Jody Whip out the Mickey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your team actually. Uh, I want I want Cabo back in. I want him alongside Trevor Clark on the left flank. I love that combo. Harish on Carr, super combo, isn't it? Harish and Danny, he had a good game on the left against Derry. You just can't drop Sean Cavanagh if he's anyway fit, and hopefully he's fit. I mean, he had a, a full half. Surely that was the the idea to get him in, give him a few minutes, keep him up for the balls game. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will be the case, and we'll have no more pullouts. Supposedly the entire balls back four that have beat us twice this season are all Goebbels esque propaganda. Yeah, coming out a daily mount. Well, one of them's in too long, isn't he? So definitely, yeah. And apparently but Grant is out struggling. Trevor Clark will be happy to know yeah. um, because we've been suckered by their pace in the break. Pender seems to always play well against twice us as well. this season. They sucker us and we fell them. It's not a surprise anymore, is it? I mean, we know what's coming. We know they're going to take the game to us. Personally, I think we should just press the life out of them because we're a fit team. But then again, we didn't look. They looked slightly tired in the game against Derry, but this is one This is one game where I think uh, adrenaline's going to have to get us through it, hopefully. And um, let, let's not forget the, man, the, the referee is Rob Rogers, who instructed Rob Harvey to send off Aaron Green after 30 minutes for a tackle mm-hmm. so um, just give us 11, 11 v 11 for 90 and let's see what we can do I think we're due uh, you have I think the latest odds I saw our balls are 3 to 1 at home Bucky's are really wrong aren't they but I mean 3 to 1 at home is a massive price for them yeah I don't care <laughs> um, don't care about injuries I don't even look forward to this game, girl. Oh, I'm Just, up and down. It's a Monday, right? I didn't get the. Sometimes it's like this. I didn't get the derby week feel. Tuesday, I got it. You know, there's a couple of hoops and work. We're talking about it. We're hearing things. There's a couple of Bowes fans, and they're talking about not being confident and and this and that. So you're just it's starting to bubble and build, and, and we're getting there. I just wanted it over with, to be honest. <sighs> just give it the three points. 
Um, yeah, so that's it. We sold our away allocation as usual. I'm not sure what it was, but it seems it, it, it? I think it's I think it's lower than last time because this is the first time in years that regulars are coming to me looking for tickets, asking me where can I get them, and I'm like, I don't know. It's not well, the pa- the panic started as early as Sunday. It, yeah, and those people. I mean, poor Richie Carroll had the job of stepping outside the shop and announcing that yeah, no more tickets, guys. Sorry, you're gonna have to. Uh, do do something different. So, unless people didn't spe- check their spam folder or something, there was a, a case of that as well. Um, it's just maybe just went by people or over their heads, but it's crazy. It's crazy the, the, mm. the struggle for tickets. Surely they can give us a couple more. I don't know. I really don't know the, the politics of it. So um, yeah, looking forward to it now. Really am. The build up is kicking off. It's starting to bubble, Prof. Like I said. So you have stats for us, Mister Prof. Uh, well, everyone knows this. Uh, our last win over them was 2 0 Daily Mount in May 2017. The rasper from Trev, yeah. that left foot. And since then, we've only taken one point from seven meetings. So if. Wow, one point out of 21. Yeah. So if Bowes were to make it eight games unbeaten against us, that would be. A record. Go on, tell us. Their second best ever run against us. The best was nine from 1976 and 1978. But let's be positive. Like we're five points behind on Doc with game in hand. So if we were to win this, we'd only be two points behind, and we're playing at home to them in two weeks. They're not playing this week. So, as you say, like it's make or break. It's a chance to go top again, or it just could knock us totally off our stride again. It's kind of one or the other, isn't it? Listen, twenty-two years homeless. The struggle that this club has gone through. The things that people, the depths that people have gone to to save this club. Surely we can pull this out of fucking bag and beat these two. Win these two games. It's it's minuscule compared to what we've done to keep the club alive. I'm convinced we're going to do it. I'm going to call two wins out of the next two games, Prof. I'm being confident. We can do it and keep our title charge back on track. Um, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> no show next week um, we'll be back a day or two before the Dundalk game and we'll have our balls review possibly a monthly madness keep an eye out for that on Facebook and on Twitter at Eastan Pod Testing Eastan Instagram Facebook is Royally Parsons uh, subscribe and all, all that shit yeah, um, the next two games are actually on Air Sport uh, Bowes and Dundalk Dundalk uh, yeah that's it's it's not much comp- it's not it's not real compensation for anyone for being on TV so mm-hmm. I mean you want to be there in the tick of it Um yeah, so the next time we'll talk to you, we'll know our opponents in Europe. Oh, it's close. <laughs> oh, so uh, the draws for the first and second qualifying rounds are on Tuesday the 18th and Wednesday the 19th. Don't forget to enter the raffle to win a spot on the club charter. Only €10. Euro. Uh, yeah. Fastest fingers, first prof. Chris Hyden sold me a ticket for that raffle in the 1899 bar at the weekend. And I said, what if we draw Crusaders? And he said... He said, if we do, I promise I'll drive you up to Belfast myself. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to hold on to that. If it is Belfast as well, it has to be an overnighter. They're all overnighters, no matter where. Um, yeah, Cliftonville got buried town in the preliminary round, so some Rovers fans are going to go to that home leg. Yeah, that would be a great game. Be a great, great. Any competitive European game is going to be great, isn't it? You have to you have to get stuck into a bit of football. So, um, yeah, don't forget to get your €10 Euro, um, ticket from the suite. And I told the story in the programme actually in my editorial how McTerra Ferris 
the winner was announced one year. I think it was was in Iceland two years ago, and all he heard was just McDara first of all, and he was like, "Oh yes," and then he heard the second name, and it wasn't Ferris, oh. and he was like, "What the hell? How is there another <laughs> fan called McDara?" <laughs> Uh, the parallel universe has just clashed <laughs> when he saw him um, yeah so uh, best of luck to all young Rovers fans doing their junior and leaving certain exams at the moment Jesus I remember that the stress of it prof and uh, remember tutoring you Max. oh my god awful oh lord I can remember it well just end up playing championship manager <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have some great news as well that Mark Conroy has been found safe as well and uh, hopefully we can hang out with us again in Europe like we did in Stockholm last time. It was great crack. Mark's mm. a great hoop coming from staunch hoop stock. Probably comes back with the gin this time. Yeah, <laughs> he never turned up, did he? Yeah, I want to thank Siobhan Keane as well for all the great work she has left to go to uh, Cricket Ireland. So, Prof, come on, hit us with a pun here. Hit us for six. Or we're bowled over by the support that she'd given us. I know nothing about cricket, girl. I don't know what you expect <laughs> me to do here, but but uh, no, thanks a million to Siobhan. I think she's been absolutely fantastic, the job she's done with us. Firstly, for the whole time we've done this podcast, isn't it? Like, yeah, we've been, we've, she's been very helpful half. to us, yeah. She's been fantastic to us every time and uh, great at her job and really welcoming, big, smiley, happy Hedner. And um, yeah, so good luck to her in all our future endeavours. So uh, that is it. We will see you in Fisbury. Um Early points, Prof. Do you fancy fancy a couple of early points on the Friday? In the hood? I think possibly before that. I'll probably hit maybe the, somewhere in around south in our city. So we won't reveal the location just in case. But uh, that is it. And we will see you in Dublin 7 for the Dublin Derby. So keep on hooping. See you. Oh, no.